Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. My next guest is a frequent contributor to this show and other ones that I do in other broadcast locales. And uh, he's glad uh, he's home, but he wishes he had a little bit more air conditioning because it is hot all the way up and down the West Coast these days. And Scotty Miller is shouldering through, doing his best baseball work from town. Hey, at least if you were at a ballpark, you'd be sitting in the same sweaty stands, right? They don't put air conditioning in any of those yeah. press boxes that you usually frequent. No, they they don't. That's exactly right. But you are correct. It is smoking out. We've got a uh, record-setting heat wave up and down the West Coast, and uh, you know I'm I'm so spoiled living here in San Diego, close enough to the beach that we don't even have air conditioning. Well, <laughs> normally we don't need it, but it hit 90 yesterday. It's up close to that today, and uh, yeah, right now there are not enough fans to go around this house, Jody. And, Scotty, I don't know what, uh, and I don't think anyone knows, not that I'm a dummy. Well, actually, I am a dummy, but that's for a whole other day. Um, I, I don't know what a heat wave would do to the coronavirus. All I know is that Major League Baseball are having two major stumbling blocks early in the return of their season, the Marlins and the Cardinals, have actually had a pretty good week to 10 days as far as testing goes and players needing to go into quarantine. Uh, so I, I'm guessing the heat wave doesn't necessarily exp- exponentially increase the virus because MLB's don't, doing okay with it. Yeah, it seems to be. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think that's accurate. You know, small hiccup, unless you're in the Big Apple, then it's not a small hiccup this weekend. Of course, the subway surge is being postponed with, with the Mets having uh, had a positive test. But you know, I mean, I think baseball's doing the right thing. You know, we saw it with, with Cincinnati last week and the Mets. You know, it's just one positive test for a player. But even at that, one positive test, baseball quickly moves to postpone a game and, you know, do contact tracing to make sure that that one case doesn't turn into five and then 10 and then right. 15, like like in Miami and, and uh, St. Louis. But, uh, yeah, we're close to halfway through this abbreviated 60 game season and i think there's uh, optimism throughout that that uh baseball you know no guarantees but will be able to get a uh the season in they will get a season in and they will get a postseason in as well but i we're getting dangerously close now you mentioned the mets and yankees cancellation the Cardinals were the one that were most ravaged as per their schedule. And even if they play every game they've got on the books right now, it's going to come up short of 60 with a lot of doubleheaders included. So we might have more than just a handful of teams to play less than 60. Everyone I've heard on the record say, well, then that's what we're going to play by winning percentage rather than games back. 
when we get to January and February and two years from now and four years from now, we will will we look back on this season as a faux season? Because I've been trying to be optimistic and look at the glasses half full, um, but I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to do that if six, seven, eight teams don't actually get 60 games in. How is that going to be judged after it's happened? Yeah, I, you know, Jody, I, I think this season's always going to be standing on its own. I mean, even if everybody can get 60 games in, uh, it's just going to be a season unlike any other. And, and uh, you know, I mean, legitimacy is a relative term. I mean, I think even if teams, not everybody plays 60 games, for what this is this year, it'll be a legitimate season. Now, you know, compared to baseball history, it won't certainly be as legitimate as many other seasons. The winning percentage you mentioned, you know, there's precedent. Back in uh, 1981, the strike of 81 uh, took a big bite out of the season in June and July that year. And a lot of teams played 110 games. That was the ceiling. But there were other teams that played 105 games, 104 games. And, you know, that that's kind of the mirror image of this season in, in a different way because they did at least play 110 or so games instead of just 60. But, um, you know, this is going to be different. There's no question about it. I mean, you know, the, the thing that stands out to me right now that that – emphasize it to me it's going to you know, again legitimate but different um you know the seven inning double headers and taking that a step further trevor bauer of cincinnati was having a splendid season really good so far you know probably pitching as well as he ever has but he the other day was at good as usual through a seven a second game i think it was the second game of the double header right seven innings complete game shutout on Trevor Bauer's line this year, he's got two complete games so far, and that's going to stand forever. But both of those complete games were during doubleheaders. He's got two seven-inning complete game shutouts. Very impressive still. But, you know, five years from now, you, people are going to look back and say, oh, wow, Trevor Bauer had two or however many complete games in, uh, you know, 2020. And, and some people are going to immediately say, hey, 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 wait a minute. Those are only seven-inning complete games. Others won't even remember, and they'll say, yeah, you know, he had a good year that year. We're talking to Scott Miller, lead baseball writer for Bleacher Report and part-time contributor for Sirius XM's MLB Network Radio here with us on CBS Sports Radio. Um, we are now here on uh, August 22nd within nine days of the trade deadline, and it – in years gone by, we would be talking about the trade deadline by mid-June, or at the latest July 1st, before we got to July 31st. We're nine days out, and nobody's really talking all that much about it because this season is so off-kilter. So I'm going to ask you to fast-forward a week to eight days as we knock on the trade deadline door. Activity, minimal stuff we don't usually see because of the situation, added playoff teams and the like, uh, nine days out. What do you think the trade deadline looks like? You know, I, I'm going to say it's going to be moderate activity. I don't think it's going to be overly busy. You know, minimal, maybe, but I, I'm going to kick it up just a notch from that, say moderate. Um, but you're right. It, it, it won't. It's not like a normal year for a few reasons. One, um, the expanded playoffs. So 16 of 30 teams 
are going to be in the playoffs. And as we look at the standings right now, you can only look at four or five teams probably and say, okay, they're pretty much done, you know. Uh, you know, the Angels, the Pirates, maybe a couple others. But the, the, the point is six, 16 teams will be in the playoffs. And as we speak today, Jody, probably, what, we've got maybe 22 to 24 teams that think they can make the playoffs. So the point is very few teams know they're out of it. So I think they're going to be way more buyers than sellers uh, for starters. I think that could uh, make – things difficult to complete a trade um a couple other things i think um uh you know contract dumps you know the big high salary player where like several years ago when boston wanted to dump adrian gonzalez's contract to josh beckett's and they they made the big blockbuster with the dodgers i don't know if we'll see anything like that because you know owners despite the game being back on the field all the owners say they're losing a bunch of money this year so you know unless you're ultra rich like you know we saw the dodgers sign mookie Betts to the record setting contract earlier this year um but unless you're a team like the dodgers or yankees i think you know some owners are going to be reluctant to take on money and then the flip side of the big salary guys the prospects that everybody wants you know they become as you know so desirable in recent years you know, I talked to one general manager this week that, that said, you know, I think some clubs are going to have a difficult time trading prospects because as much optimism as there is to get through the season that, that people think they, it will, there are still going to be some GMs that have reservations. That, you know, and every time, like, the Yankees-Mets get postponed this weekend, that sends tremors through some parts of the industry. And his GM thought, well, some some guys – are going to be really reluctant to trade prospects because, you know, if Jody, I want a, your veteran player. And so you want three prospects of mine. I might, in other words, say, boy, I'm tempted, but I'm scared to death because if I give you three good prospects and the season gets canceled a week from now, then I just burn three prospects for nothing. So that thought is in the back of some people's minds. And then lastly, uh, on prospects, you know, you have to be on the 60-man uh, roster this year to be traded, you know, either on the, the big league squad or on the taxi squad. Um, and, you know, scouts, of course, some of the young players, they don't no minor leagues this year, so scouts haven't seen any young players this year. So a lot, you, you, a lot of it will be working off old information from 2019. That, I think, will make, you know, throw a wrench in some of it. And then, you know, lastly, if you're not on the 60 man, like I said, one guy, one, one executive told me he thinks that what we could see is a fair number of trades with players to be named later in them right. because the prospects would have to be named later. That makes sense. And the other aspect of trades that we see at the deadline that I think are going to become a wash this year are the high salaried guys who are right on the offing of free agency who may move just for the end of the season. Usually it's two months. This case will be one month because the team fears they're not going to be able to get anything for them. Either they're a borderline, put a tag on them, or they're a given they're a tag and a first-round compensation isn't enough. They'd rather actually do a deal. I think the season is just way too complicated to see that type of a trade happen. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. You know, I mean, you know, it, 
the weird thing is, you know, and I remember, you know, old time, long, you get baseball players in every generation. And, and for me, I, I still remember going back several years, you know, guys like Hall of Famers, like Paul Mollard, you know, told me, he, you know, he used to think, you know, it takes in baseball about 40 or so games uh, into a season before you really kind of have a good feel for your team. Well, in a normal year, obviously, trade deadline end of July, you know, you're 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 close to 100 games, 90 games, 100 games into your season by then, and you definitely know what you have. Whereas now, um, you know, like I say, we're not even halfway there yet. We're only about what 28 Dodgers, you know, 28, 29 games in. We're close to halfway, but you know, some teams are trying to figure it out still. And, uh, you know, that may, that just increases the degree of difficulty, um, you know, in, in, in teams trying to, you know, basically pulling the trigger and making a big deal. You know, a couple guys have told me in talking to various sources throughout the league, there are a lot of conversations right now. Um, you know, but as one official told me with another club, uh, with, especially with a young, today there's going to be conversations anyway because you know part of it's sneaky right it's like basically the, you carry on the conversations because it's your job to you try to figure out every other team in the league what their board looks like who they might trade or or don't want to trade and you gain information through conversations and then even if you don't make a deal before august 31st um you know you have an information banked this winter when when trade conversations resume Scotty Miller from Bleacher Report, our guest here on CBS Sports Radio, talking baseball. Uh, Team-specific question. Steven Strasburg, done for the season, going to have hand surgery. His career has been very unique in that the Nationals were first very protective of him and didn't push him and shut him down for seasons and pitch counts when he first came up. Then they let him be the horse that drove them to a championship last year. They jumped on his back and rode him all the way to a parade. And this year, which is such a weird season and trying to attribute anything to it is so difficult, he now goes down with an injury again. Two questions off that. Number one, are the Nationals going to try and defend their championship or do they know they're up against it? with the injuries and issues that they're having. And number two, how will they handle Strasburg going forward? Because it's kind of been an all or nothing thing for his entire career. It has. Uh, you're right about that. And, um, you know, to your first question, uh, you know, it, it, there are some people around the league that think that this is such a strange year that, you know, the Nationals aren't going to be ultra-aggressive. That, hey, they're, they're coming off a World Series title. They don't – They a lot of people look at this as a different year anyway, that maybe the Nationals are just going to try to sit tight and regroup and take another run next year. Now, it's hard to imagine running Max Scherzer out there every five or six days as fiery as Max Scherzer is and as great as he is. You know, it, 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 it seems hard to – look him in the eye and say, you know what, you're all in, but as an organization, we're not going to go to the nth degree to try to make trades and whatever. So um, that'll be an interesting thing to watch. One of the very interesting thing 
between now and the August 31 trade deadline is whether the Nationals, you know, make any effort to go out and get a starting pitcher to replace Strasburg. Um, I tend to think they're not going to do anything crazy. And, you know, conversations I've had, I, I think some clubs uh, think that the Nationals will, you know, Mike Rizzo is a pro and he'll be out there looking and try to add a starting pitcher, but maybe not one maybe that's going to cost him an arm and a leg. Um for reasons we just discussed, they want it all last year, and maybe this isn't the year to make that ultimate sacrifice and trade two key prospects away. Um, and as far as going forward with Strasburg, yeah, it's crazy. I mean, you know, don't forget in 2016, um, he was having a great first half, and he looked like he was going to start the All Star game in his home city of San Diego, and then uh, he. he suffered a rib injury lifting weights about two weeks before the all-star game. And then he was a scratch for that. So yeah, he's at a unique is a good word for his career. Um, you know, carpal tunnel surgery, by the way, too, uh, Jody, that that's not one you hear all the time for a pitcher, uh, you know, adding to the uniqueness. So, um, I think going forward, Strasburg is going to be what he's going to be. I think he's better in the league long enough. We know that. I think, you know, there are going to be times when he can be a workhorse, but those times are going to be limited. I, you know, I don't know if we're going to get many seasons where he's going to throw 230 innings. Last year he did, to his credit. He won the World Series MVP. Uh, so he alleviated, at least in last year's performance, a lot of the criticism of him being a China Dow. But, um, you know, Going forward, I, I think we'll see some flashes of workhorse, but there's enough evidence there that injuries are always going to be a part of uh, his career, I think. Scotty, last thing. I know there have been conversations and explorations about the possibility of the postseason in Major League Baseball play, being played this year in a bubble, that they would pick locations to specifically hold playoffs in. I had heard the leader was – uh, the West Coast and specifically Southern California because they've got access to the Anaheim Stadium and the Angels sta- the Angels in Anaheim and the Dodgers in L.A. and even San Diego, if ne- necessary, down in your neck of the woods to get all the games in. We know it'll be cool enough in October, not like it is there right now in August, but is that going to happen? It sounds like too good an idea to pass up, but is it something they can put together in a short period of time between now and when the playoffs kick off? Behind the scenes, there's a lot of talk. They're definitely working on this. and I agree with you. I think it's a really smart idea. And I mean, a couple things. One, it, the big thing is it would eliminate travel. You know, people hear bubble. It would be a true bubble, like, say, the NBA, where the players are all quarantined basically in hotels right near the arena. Uh, But it'd be close. You mentioned Southern California. I mean, teams could come in and stay in the same hotel, and they wouldn't have to fly every three days, as happens in the postseason, to the next city. They could just stay put in the same hotel and then take the bus from wherever the hotel is, games in Petco, maybe the next series they're playing in Anaheim, Dodger Stadiums you mentioned, um, all of it very doable. The weather's great. Um, I, I think that baseball, it eliminates the travel, as I say, in the cross-country flights. And it, it, We know baseball's already eliminated cross-country fi- flights during a regular season by scheduling things geographically. So the other thing, Jody, is 
this is the year to do something like that if they can figure it out because the reason not to do it, and there, we've heard talks about even you know prominent people like Scott Boris have lobbied to do a neutral site World Series. Rightfully so. Baseball's never wanted to do that because you can't take the game away from the fans, right? I mean, think of the 2016 Chicago Cubs. They finally win it all. All those Cubs fans that went to Wrigley all year long and then had a chance to go to the playoffs and even the World Series in Wrigley Field, I, I mean, fan bases, you can't do that. Well, obviously this year you can because, sadly, fans can't go to games anyway. So you're not – you move this all to a neutral site, a bubble-type situation this October, you're not – taking anything away from fans because they're not the way this pandemic's played out it's pretty clear even by october fans aren't going to be able to go anyway so i think it's a really smart idea this year and i think baseball will investigate every opportunity to try to pull it off scotty miller crank up that fan one more notch put the tv (laughs) on enjoy a little baseball tonight my friend we'll be in touch soon enough again down the road I got the TV on now, Toronto and Tampa Bay, and it's uh, how about that surge this weekend? Rudy Tellez ripping the ball for the Blue Jays. I saw yeah. him beat up the Phillies the other night. Uh, yeah, exactly. Scotty, also, enjoy. I, I, right. I trust you'll cut the tape off it. Just as I said that, I realized, uh-oh, we're taping. You don't want me to say no, that's a, that's tape. okay. That's perfectly fine. <laughs> we'll figure it all out. It's all got right. good stuff. Take Always care. a pleasure, bud. Thanks much. Likewise. That is Scott Miller, uh, MLB insider for Bleacher Report and also does some show hosting on Sirius XM's MLB Network. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.